0: Hey, social babes, my name is Brittany and I will be your host. You are listening to the Socials and Stilettos podcast. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the Socials and Stilettos podcast. I am super excited to introduce our guest speaker, which is Dwayna Peel, the founder of Canadian Small Business Women. So go ahead, Duana, tell us about yourself, introduce yourself.
1: Well, I like to consider myself a chemist by day, an entrepreneur by all the other hours that exist. So, you know, <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. I love everything about life. I love to have fun, which is why this little period we're going through right now is a little hiccup for me, but I am a forever optimist. I am a glass half full kind of girl, and I just love being out there helping people and talking to people. That's really me in a nutshell.
0: That's awesome. And the way that I actually met Duana was through a Facebook group and we kind of connected through there. And ever since then, we've kind of, you know, talked and and been in connection. So I'm really excited to have you on this podcast and just share a little bit about you and Canadian small business women and just really introduce you on my podcast.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so (laughs) excited. This is I think this is my very first podcast. That's so exciting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm honored to be your very first one. <laughs> hey. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Canadian Small Business Women, what you guys do, how you guys got started, and all that fun stuff.
1: So to be totally honest, we started about, what, 2013? And we started out just by being a blog. My whole wow. intention was just... You know, I had this idea to start a small business when I started my first business, which was a cupcakes business years ago. Wow. And I didn't know how to start it. I had this great idea and I'm like, what next? So I said, there had to be people out there who also had this problem. For sure. What am I going to do about it? So, in my infinite wisdom, I said, let me just do a blog. So I started posting things on a blog, absolutely free blog, blog I used WordPress, <laughs> and just started writing about things that I've learned along the way. Yeah. Then I started getting blog contributors who were experts in their field and, you know, they started contributing to the blog. Then I started getting these phone calls. Why don't you do networking events? I said, no, that was not my intention. And, you know, months later, obviously I'm doing networking (laughs) events.
0: Yeah, that's always how it turns out.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it snowballed into me having a website that is a resource website, hosting seminars, hosting expos, hosting webinars, and, you know, doing all this fun stuff to help aspiring and current entrepreneurs. So that is really my goal, to help people who were in the same position I was in, who might have an amazing business idea, but they didn't grow up surrounded by entrepreneurs, so they don't really know what the next step should be. So no one should feel hindered. They should be able to have those tools out there. I want to be that one-stop shop where you can go and go, all right, I have an idea, and now I know exactly how to start my business.
0: For sure. That is so amazing. And I feel like that's definitely something I feel like, you know, is needed. There's a whole space where there needs to be something that fills in a community feel for women in entrepreneurship. So it's really cool that you guys are able to create that sense of community. And just in the past couple of weeks that I've known you, it's just so amazing to see, you know, all the women coming together. And you guys do, you know, Instagram lives and you've been doing that what almost every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. I decided that I'm going to start taking weekends off because it's a lot. (laughs) But, you know, in times like these where people are trying to figure out what to do with their business and how they're going to push forward, the easiest thing to do is to find ways that we can support each other that's going to cost us nothing but maybe a little bit of time. And I mean, that is the least we can do for each other right now. So it builds that sense of community where everyone feels like, all right. We can do something for each other. So, on my lives, I try to feature a small businesswoman each day, and they get to talk about the wins and the challenges, and we can see how we can help each other. Yeah. And I was, I
0: was so honored to be one of the guests on your Instagram live. And it's just so amazing. You make everybody feel so welcomed and you've really created that sense of community, which is what I saw. And, you know, that kind of, kind of brings me to my next question. What goes into creating a community? Is it hard? What are some struggles you've had? How did you get started?
1: Well, for me, it starts with me. I have to be authentic. And What you see is what you get when it comes to me. I don't know how to be anything but myself. And quite frankly, I don't have the time or the patience to try to be anything but myself. Right. So, authenticity, number one. The second thing is trust. And for a lot of people, myself including, trusting others is very difficult. Yeah. But <laughs> I have to trust in myself first. Right. I know what I want. And I have to go out there and find it. And when I find it, I have to trust that I've made the right decision. Right. So those are two big things. And then you also, you know, when you've built your brand, you also have to make sure that, you know, the decisions that you're making, especially now in the social media era, the decisions you're making is, you know, it has to fall into your core principles. Right. You're not going to do everything for the likes because right. that might not fit into your brand. So you have to be true to yourself, you have to trust yourself, and you have to make sure it fits within your brand so that people can start getting to know you, so people can start trusting you. And then they start feeling like, all right, you know what, I can be a part of this community and I feel I can connect with what she's trying to do and I feel like I should do my part.
0: Right. No. And that's exactly right. I definitely think, you know, being authentic, it really falls into anything because if you're not being authentic people, you're not going to be attracting the right type of people. One. And two is it's not going to feel right at the end of the day.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's yeah. (laughs) Is there any platform specifically social media wise that you feel is better for building a community or are you kind of on them all?
1: I'm on all of them. I mean, I even think I have a Snapchat account that I don't even use. Um, I am everywhere, but I use different platforms for different things. So LinkedIn, I am very active on LinkedIn, but I know I use that when it comes to, you know, finding sponsors and finding businesses to support our conferences.
0: Right. More of a professional kind of corporate
1: kind yeah. of search, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I use Facebook because despite what people believe, Facebook is still leading the charge. So you still right. have to maintain your activeness on there. And I also use it for groups. Right. it's Perfect for groups because then, you know, I have a private Canadian small business group and we can interact differently than we would interact on the public page. And right. it also helps that, you know, you have that sense of exclusivity and we're able to have, you know, certain conversations that we might not want to have outside of the group. Right. So Facebook can be used for that. And Instagram, Instagram, I consider like, you know, my, my fun spot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely more of a fun spot. You can let your like personality show a little bit more and
1: I can get people to know a little bit more about me on Instagram. And that was something that to be totally honest, was very new because when I started the business, I did not, no one knew who I was. And that was deliberate on my part. I did not have pictures of myself, anything like that for the first couple of years. No one knew who the person was behind the business because I wanted the business to build just based on what people saw at the front of it. Right. Right. And then with Instagram, I had to start sharing a little bit more of my life. So I use that platform for sharing a little bit more and, you know, for connecting with a different type of audience, because not everyone has that professional feel that you will get on LinkedIn. Right. And I, like I said at the beginning, I, I'm a fun girl. So yeah, <laughs> Instagram, I feel is the fun cross.
0: Yeah, it's definitely true. There's different audiences and different markets on every social media platform. And that's why I always say, you know, like if you can manage being on more than just two, then, you know. Broaden your reach. Why not? And I love the thing about the Facebook group. That is definitely a place I feel, you know, it's like your VIPs, like it's your ride or die supporters. And that's where they're going to be. And it gives them a sense of, you know, exclusivity and a space where they can really get to know one another as well as you a bit more.
1: Yeah. Precisely. That's why I am everywhere.
0: Yeah. And you're doing it all and you're doing a great job. Thank you. You're welcome. So besides Canadian Small Business Women, you just released a book.
1: Yes. I'm so excited about that. It's our very first book and it was self-published and that was interesting all on its own.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. And And, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, the book and what inspired you and what went into making it.
1: So the book is called The Power Within Inspiring Stories of Female Immigrant Entrepreneurs. Now, this is volume one, which means I intend to continue doing this. That's amazing. Now, really, I remember maybe about six years ago, Someone met me at a networking event and they were like, you're going to write a book. And I kept saying, no, I'm not. There is no way. I'm not a writer. It's not my thing. No. <laughs> and now there's a book. Right. But in my defense, I did not sit and write these stories. We had five incredible women write these stories. Wow. Now, the other part of why I wanted to do the book is because it's an extension of our Immigrant Women Small Business Expo. I have this expo every year, and it targets immigrant women who want to start small businesses because I wanted to change the narrative of the immigrant woman. A lot of times in North America, we look at immigrants as the labor force, and we're not looking at immigrants as people who are here, who have money and business ideas, and who want to start businesses to provide jobs for others, Right, and I wanted to show that that is a part of who we are as immigrants. So just, you know, changing the narrative of immigrant women around the world and, you know, showing about how these women can overcome obstacles and how they found courage to do what they thought they couldn't do or what other people thought they weren't capable of doing.
0: Right. That's amazing. And was it difficult to find these other contributors? Did you kind of have an idea of who you wanted to be a part of this book with?
1: What I did was I just did a call out to my network and said, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm only choosing maybe four to six stories. And if you're interested, here's how, because a lot of people do want to be an author, but they don't want to write the book themselves. Right. So this is their way of being a co-author and just writing their chapter. So the interest was, it just, yeah, it, it was incredible. A lot of people were interested in doing it.
0: Was it hard to choose which ones you wanted to be a part of it? <laughs> like, how do you narrow that down? I would be so inspired with so many different stories. It would be such a difficult decision for me.
1: Well, what's funny is that a lot of people want to do it, but when they are ready to put pen to paper, they find out how difficult it is to do right. it. So a lot of people didn't have all their stories ready.
0: Wow.
1: So it was fortunate for me that I had these submissions and it was in perfect timing. So there are some people who are waiting for the next volume. Right. And there are some people, because this book in particular focuses on immigrant women. The goal is to release one in December that's going to focus on Canadian women.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. You have so, a whole series. You know, everyone get ready. <laughs> I'm so excited. your submissions.
1: <laughs> Start <Yeah>. writing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, seriously. And where can they put their submission in if that's something that, you know, they wanted to be a part of?
1: They can go to our website and I will probably have to repost the information on the book now that I've learned what to do and what not to do from this first book. <laughs> and, but if anyone's interested, you can pop me an email, info at canadiansmallbusinesswomen.ca and I can give you the breakdown of how this works.
0: That's amazing. That is so exciting. I'm so excited for this new book to come out. <laughs> so what are some struggles in relation to, you know, that the book that you did just come out, You know, what are some struggles that you see, you know, women, immigrant women in small business, what are some struggles you see that they face?
1: A lot of immigrant women, they they face the same struggles as women in general, but there's one particular thing that I keep hearing it's that they kind of feel like a fish out of water they kind of feel like they don't belong right and it's one of those things where you want to move to this new country to succeed you want to keep your identity but you also want to fit in right and that is a struggle in itself and once they can get past that then they start facing the other struggles which is you know capital Everyone always figures, you know, they'll write their business plan and they have this grand idea. And my advice to them is always to see, okay, fine, you have this grand idea and you might need $100,000. Is there a way that you can start smaller where you might need $10,000 and then every year you grow? So I'm not trying to diminish that dream, but just start in a more, you know, place that's more realistic for where you are right now. Right. And grow.
0: Right, and so I that feel you like, don't
1: feel so overwhelmed too about needing hundred thousand dollars. Yeah,
0: it's a big number, and you know, already when you come into a new country, and you know, you're trying to find your place, that's already intimidating enough. And I know, even as a Canadian, you know, I was born and raised in Canada. I know that when I decided to start my own business, that that was that was a huge step for me. I was already feeling like you know I'm going against what we're trained to do, going to that nine to five. Type of job, and you know, that safe spot. So, I can just imagine what somebody who is new to this country would be feeling, you know, wanting to go after something that they have always wanted to do, and now being in a place where they probably could, but it's that self doubt and that fear and all of that that starts sinking in.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I have a lot of conversations with women at our Immigrant Women's Expo, and just to see the joy in their faces at the end of the day when they feel like they were in a place that was meant for them right you know and they were able to get information that they needed because a lot of times there are these shows and they are small business shows and they are marketed to women but the immigrant women might not feel like they belong So to have that space where it's theirs and they feel like, you know what, I belong here. That is step number one, feeling like you belong because now you can soar, you can do anything because you now feel accepted.
0: Yeah, and just being able to you know, see other women who either came from a similar position as you or have the same types of goals and aspirations, the same type of mind space as you, Mm -hmm. it's just you're able to almost take yourself and be like, well, if she could do it, I could do it, right? And that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, and that's part of the reason why the book exists too, because I want everyone to see that. No matter how different you think you are from someone else, there are always those similarities. There's always something you can connect with because the women, the five women, one is from India, one is from Guyana, one's from the US, one's from the UK, and one's from Mexico. So all from different places, but they all have these stories to share and they all faced some of the same challenges
0: right and that's that's so crazy just to think you know it doesn't matter really where you came from it's it's there's some commonality amongst that feeling amongst that fear amongst everything that goes into creating a business when you are an immigrant right
1: right right yeah
0: that is so amazing so where can we find this book
1: (laughs) You can find it on Amazon. So please just go to Amazon. The easiest way to find it to be totally honest, if you go to Amazon and you just type in my name. Just type in Dwania and it'll pop up because there're really not many of me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, awesome! And what Power I'll within
1: inspiring stories of female immigrant entrepreneurs. That's
0: perfect. And what I'll do is I'll also link it, guys, into the podcast description, and I'll put a little link in my Instagram link so you guys can find it there as well. Um, but that is so amazing! I am so excited about this book. Like, yeah, I want to
1: read it. <laughs> yeah, we want to build that excitement because these yeah. women really did work hard to write their stories and. I know I worked quite hard in trying to go through all these stories, getting everything right. edited. I mean, I wrote a little bit, just the intro and the outro. That's all. I <laughs> and, you know, getting the book design okayed and learning how to self-publish. And I did all this while going through breast cancer treatment. So wow. it was a labor of love for me.
0: Seriously. And talk about right. Wonder Woman.
1: <laughs> uh, I know. You know what? a lot of times you don't think you can do things and you want to halt things as opposed to try to slow them down. And I've realized that, you know what, if it's important to me, I will find a way to do it. Right. No,
0: that's awesome. And honestly, you were just such an inspiration to me and I'm sure, you know, as these listeners are going to be tuning in to so many as well. Thank you. you, you. (laughs) You're welcome. So what is your favorite boss quote and why?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, It's funny because I don't usually have favorites. Like, you know, people go, who's your hero and all this stuff. I don't really, it's not my thing. (laughs) But there's one thing that stuck with me over the past month. So one of our female entrepreneurs died suddenly last, what month are we in? We're in April, uh, this month. And she was at our very last in-person event in March. And wow. I didn't know her very well, but I knew her because she was very good at what she did. And hey. we were on a panel together a couple of years before. And then, you know, she was at the event and her spirit is so infectious And there's something that she kept saying over and over again, and it stuck with me because we were in that room learning about how to create our signature talks because everyone wants to create a, a powerful and inspirational keynote. And she kept saying, you have to have that extra sauce, put that extra sauce on it. And I kid you not, (laughs) I think about that just about every day. Like, what's that extra sauce? What extra sauce can you put on it? So that is the quote I'm going with. And Kike, we will forever remember you because you put that extra sauce on it.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so sweet. I love that story so much. And that quote is like now my new life mantra. <laughs> yeah, Put some sauce extra sauce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Saucy. <Yes. laughs> that is so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Duana, for being a special guest on the Socials and Stilettos podcast. It was such a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you for having me. This was a blast. I love these conversations because, you know, I'm a talker.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you want to leave on the table before we go? Well, you know,
1: I want everyone to know that despite anything that you might be going through right now, you have to really start looking at the positives. Everything, you know, I I have this talk called the Chocolate Talk for Self-Confidence and Sometimes we really need to sit down and hammer out all the things that we think are negative about us and look and find something positive out of them. Because at the end of the day, you have one life. It is shorter than you might think. And you want to try to live it to its fullest. I am inspired by life. And I want everyone to feel that way. Just get up, be inspired and find that self-confidence and put some sauce on it.
0: I love that so much. You were so amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me, Brittany.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you for being a special guest. Make sure you go ahead and follow Canadian Small Business Women on all the platforms and definitely connect with Duena. You will love her and just, yeah, go get the book, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another socials and stilettos podcast. I hope that you felt inspired during this episode. If you would like to come on the show and share your story or share some tips, go ahead and send an email to socials and stilettos at gmail.com. And if you would like to connect, please go ahead and connect with me on any social media platform at socials and stilettos. Thank you so much for joining in and I will see you guys in the next episode.